I turned round to see who was talking to me, and I saw seven gold lampstands, and among them there was what looked like a human being, wearing a robe that reached to his feet, and a gold belt round his chest. His hair was white as wool, or as snow, and his eyes blazed like fire. His feet shone like brass that had been refined and polished, and his voice sounded like a roaring waterfall. He held seven stars in his right hand, and a sharp two-edged sword came out of his mouth. His face was bright as the midday sun. When I saw him, I fell down at his feet like a dead man. He placed his right hand on me and said, Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, but now I am alive for ever and ever. I have authority over death and the world of the dead. Have you ever been in a situation where there was more going on than you realised? I remember a few years ago organising a surprise party for Jill's. I took her out for the afternoon to the theatre. I gave a house key to one of our friends who set things up and let the other guests in. When the theatre finished, we were still a bit early, so I had to stall for a bit and we went for a coffee. We spent a bit of time looking at a market. And as we were approaching our road, someone sent me a text saying, I'm just pulling up outside your house. Would you see me if I went in? And I paused to type, not if you're really quick. Then I stopped and I admired a rose. You're asking Jules, do you think we should get one that looks a bit like that? Anything just to kill a bit of time. Once in our street, Jules noticed that there were rather a lot of cars. And I said, oh yeah, maybe there's something on at Wembley. It was only when we opened the door and people jumped out and shouted, surprise, that lots of things started to make sense. The length of time I took to drink a cup of coffee, the insistence on checking out that market, pausing to look at that rose, regularly checking my phone. All the while, more was going on than she realised, but she was oblivious to it all. I don't know what comes into your mind when someone mentions the Book of Revelation. In my experience, there are a couple of reactions. There are some who just don't touch it. It's all a bit weird. They don't know what to do with it. And above all, they don't want to get caught up in arguments with the other group, the ones who have the opposite type of reaction, who get totally fixated with it who spend their time picking out little bits of revelation and claim it's pointing towards a particular person in the news at that moment or a particular incident in history or in the news. The sad thing is I often think the first group should spend a bit more time in revelation and the second group should spend an awful lot less. But say la vie. But at the heart of Revelation is a message that there is more going on than we realise. That there was more going on than John, who wrote it, realised. 
I think a good way to describe it is that life can feel a bit like a tapestry, but we're only getting to see the reverse side. There are probably people who would be really good and the back of their tapestry would be really neat. I'm not one of them. If I did it, you'd be lucky to make out what was going on in the front. And you don't even want to think about the back. But John is living in a world where it's a bit like that, where it's hard to be a follower of Jesus, where it would be easy to think that if there was a God, he's some kind of somehow kind of out of his depth. It would feel like John's looking at the back of the tapestry. It's a whole mess of tangled webs and threads. And... But in Revelation, he's given the chance to look behind those tangled webs and see that there's more going on and see that he's only really seeing the back. But right at the start, John is given a vision of Jesus. But it's not the Jesus he knew. The Jesus he had walked and talked with in Galilee and Judea, then in Jerusalem. Oh sure, they'd known that Jesus was special. I mean, that's why they'd given up everything to follow him in the first place. But just how special they couldn't have known. For at the same time, he was just a man. He walked, he talked, he ate, he drank, he got dusty and dirty and had to wash. And he could ultimately be killed. But as John gets a peek behind the tapestry, it starts with realising that Jesus is far more than he knew. That God was and is doing more through him than John could ever have realised. It's a terrifying picture that John paints. Someone like a son of man dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet with the golden sash round his chest. The hair in his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like sun shining in all its brilliance. It's no wonder John's terrified and falls down as though dead. If I saw that, I know I probably would. But the first words spoken, as they so often are in the Bible, are don't be afraid. Because Jesus is walking amongst the seven golden lampstands, which John explains represent the different churches in his area. It's a story about how a little thing seemed to be just totally out of control right now. And God is nowhere to be seen. But Jesus is present. He is aware of what's going on. And not just in general, but in each situation. And as the picture is unpacked over the next chapters, John shows, or Jesus shows John, 
that he has and he is what each of them need in their situation at that time. I've spoken about Advent as a time when we acknowledge that just as the people of our Old Testament waited for God to fulfil his promises, so do we. And in Revelation, behind all the imagery and poetry, we're given a glimpse of why we can wait with confidence. In a few weeks, we shall wonder at God taking on flesh, becoming a human baby. A baby who has to cry and change, to be changed or fed. But he doesn't stay in the manger. He doesn't stay in Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem. He doesn't stay on a cross. And he doesn't even stay in a tomb. There is more going on here than we realise. And if we are tempted to think 2020 has just been a tangled mess. The message of Revelation is that God is still aware and is still amongst it. Though we cannot always see it, he's not caught short. He's not out of his depth. God knows where we're going well. He knows where we're struggling. He knows our circumstances and situation. And he is enough. So in this season, may we catch a glimpse beyond the tinsel, the lights, and even the manger and come to see in this child we'll be celebrating that there's far more going on than we realise. That in him and through him, God is at work. This tangled mess is going somewhere. And the God who comes to us in Christ will get us there. And will be to us all that we need whilst we wait. Grace and peace to you. Have a good day.